Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. On the 191 FM, right now though, it's time for sports. Scotty's in. Good morning. Good morning. How well, you doing? it's an, it's an average morning, I'd say, given given the Warriors game. But I think <laughs> outside of that, it's good. Um, started with a reunion. Um, of course, we've had the long fated Judgment Day. That's what everyone was calling it. You know, it's Judgment Day. Heads are going to roll. Yep. Um, heads rolled. Not not the the two the two that people were kind of looking at. Um, Sam Kane, Ian Foster, still there, still yep. there. Um, there's a lot of narratives around Sam Kane as captain at the moment, and the one that I'm hearing from from the people around me is the idea of the good player, but not necessarily a good captain. Um, I happen to disagree. I think it's more of an investment for the future decision. He's going to be a captain for a long time. If they're going to replace him with Whitelock, you know, it would be a very short-sighted move. And I think what 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 it is worth pointing out to people is that these short-sighted moves that we have. Um, it's not organic to New Zealand sport, you know. New Zealand's unlike in America, we've got coaching carousels and guys who will leave after a year because owners. Or the Premier League or any football league in the world. We're not like that, and we never have been. You know, I know 2007, everyone was calling for Graham Henry's head. You know, someone who who you you, New Zealand would like you to. I think the New Zealand public and certainly the classical media would like you to forget. Everyone was like, "Hey, we should have his head." Yeah. You know, 2007. Um, but the two people who did get cut were uh, forwards coach John Plumtree and Bra- uh, backs coach Brad Moore. Um, Foster's taking direct responsibility of the back line now. There's not going to be a backs coach, I think, in the next little while. Um, but they've hired uh, the Crusaders forwards coach, um, Jason Ryan, and Fiji forwards coach, and he's going to come in. And- yeah, Jason Ryan. It's interesting. Jason Ryan, it wasn't that long ago he was working in a mine um, and was yeah. the forwards coach for the West Coast team. Yeah. Um, and then Scott from Canterbury gave him a bit of a shot uh, with the Crusaders out of nowhere. And it was a shock. And then all of a sudden, now he's the All Blacks yep. forward coach. It's 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 a it's a very it's a very New Zealand story in that sense. It's a very it's a very All Black story. It is. It is. Um, and of course, Joe Schmidt is now on board as well as the independent independent selector. He's going to have a hand in. Strategy, strategy decisions and overall strategy going into the yeah, because Ian Fox just left that position yeah uh, recently. So I mean, and if you're going to get anyone that can beat Ireland, it's uh, you know it's yep. someone who's got the inside someone running. Who knows, who knows it? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not just about Ireland. It was just a recent loss. But man, we've got some pretty tough games coming up. Um, we do, and especially as we pivot our minds to the upcoming Rugby World Cup, it's the it's the second to be hosted solely by France, the third overall. But last time France hosted was the was only the second time New Zealand finished outside a middle place, and the first time we finished outside the top, and the first time we only finished outside the top four. Well, really, it's the loss of the quarterfinals to yeah, France. Yeah, yeah, it's it's our it's our only it's our only one. So we're looking. I think we were definitely looking to avoid <sighs> a historical record in France. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, pivoting the other code um, for a bit of the, for a bit of um, the heartbreak hotel. <laughs> God, I only wouldn't leave by 14 boys. 14 at half time 26 to 14 at the end of the game and it's just is this, isn't this the same story we say every week there is no consistency half to half my mother is flying to Auckland mm. on Thursday to watch the Warriors play this weekend now going away for a holiday with uh, my rugby league mad cousin mm. who is you know it, lo- and my auntie and another one of my cousins so it's more about going away and getting yeah, together yeah absolutely but imagine spending that money to fly to Auckland to, to go to a game Warriors. that you know you're probably going to and it's a walk away disappointed and it's a tough end of the schedule too you know that uh, the Raiders the Raiders were probably the last one of one of the last kind of foreseeably winnable games yeah and you've because I, I, I remember looking at the schedule up you've got 
Uh, you've got the Rabbitohs again. You've got, I think, the Sharks again. Oh, they, yeah. might, they might be... I think got Panthers again. Games that are far tougher to pull away than the Canberra Raiders. Yeah. And and it's the kind of thing of... I'm starting to wonder whether there's something going on in the locker room. Because, of course, Tohu Harris came out and he said, "Let's look. we're going to look at this ourselves, look at themselves in the mirror. The team needs to look at themselves in the mirror and ask if this is really what they want. And what that indicates to me is there might be some sort of motivation issue that we're not really seeing in the public eye because that that call for me sounds like a very frustrated man who knows that these men can be doing more than they are yeah. and for whatever reason they're not. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be very interested to see how that goes. I mean, amid all this stuff with people calling for Reese Walsh to get more time in the games and that sort of thing, he, he replaced Dejan Arce for about 14 minutes at the end of the second half. Didn't do much. It's, it's We're just kind of... How much? <laughs> yeah, I know we say this every year, but how much of this can we really can they really take, and how can they really do this end on end on end? Well, hey, look, I've got good news for one of the codes at least with the Otago Spirit, uh, yes. with a resounding win against uh, Hawks Bay, Hawks Brilliant. Bay Tui, uh, in Hastings as well, uh, with forty four twenty two. Well, I mean, twenty two points against is still you know it's a bigger big amount against, but to double their score. It's a bit of a bit of a trail. Yeah, I, I think I think that's 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 certainly a positive result. Yeah, yeah. First game of the season, um, the Spirit had a pretty rough um, go at it last year in the Farah Farah Palmer Cup. So hopefully, um, this winning start will uh, lead to some pretty good things. Yes, yes. One can only hope. Pivoting to the kind of the uh, as as I said last week, in terms of the American sports world, we're entering a lull period. Um, NFL camps won't start for another month, and the NBA and the NHL are a good three months away. So we're only left with MLB at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're just coming off the uh, the All Star break, and Giancarlo Stanton, the Yankees outfielder, former Marlins outfielder, was the MVP of this year's All Star game. He hit a uh, two run home run that that took the game, uh, put the winning points to the board off Tony Gonsolin. Uh, the AL has won their eighth straight All Star game. The National League hasn't taken one since 2012. Wow. The final game score, despite being an All Star game, three to two. So not, not, not definitely not a high scoring affair. Pitching was obviously the story. I know it's an all-star game, so yeah, you'd hope that the pitchers were all-stars. Outside of Gonsolin and the uh, AL starter, Shane McClanahan, no pitcher allowed more than a single hit and a single walk. So, pitching continues to be the narrative of this year. It feels like we've got a preponderance of young pitchers who are doing really, really well. Um, In a game where pitching wasn't that good, uh, yesterday or the day before, the Toronto Blue Jays got one one over the Red Sox, 28-5. In Toronto. Whoa, yes. That's huge. They saw a game. In the game, they saw an inside the park basis clearing home run. Inside, inside the, park, the park. Grand Slam, How yes. How do you do that? Six hits over nine innings for outfielder Lutus Guriel Jr. He did it all himself, just six hits. Like scored something like seven runs or something. He's also going to walk, I believe. Uh, and they hit, for the te- as a team, they hit the, uh, the home run grand. Uh, um, sorry, hit the home run cycle. And the home run cycle is to get a home run. Uh, with nobody on the bases, one on, two on, and all three on. Home run cycle. Incredible, incredible game. Um, not something you see every year. The Washington Nationals have also, uh, in, in the kind of more GM world, with the trade deadline approaching, they have put out their feelers as to what they want for their star outfielder, Juan Soto. They want four or five young players, either with low major league service time or who are high-level prospects, mm-hmm. in return for their 23-year-old Star, I give the guy credit because in a lot of sports these days, especially in a lot of American sports these days, 
when people are having these disputes with their team, they do the th- they sit out. They don't play. You know, they do the whole "I'm not playing until I get my money." Yada yada yada. Juan Soto, despite the fact that it's very public that his team is going to trade him in the next little while, is still playing with. He's still playing games with the team. He's still going out and he's still batting. And I think that actually deserves a bit of kudos, really, because it's qu- it's quite easy in this world of uh, high money games to quit, you know, or, or or not give up on your team, but certainly not show up. And he is still showing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Hall of Fame ceremonies today. Uh, the sole elected player this year was the former Red Sox and Mariners designated hitter David Big Papi Ortiz, uh, the big man who just just managed to get in with seventy seven percent of the vote. You need seventy five percent of the vote to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, and he, he got in in his first year eligibility. Obviously known for his uh, towering home runs during Boston's three World Series runs since they have returned to dominance in the 2000s. Um, it's most players are elected by what's called the, uh, the the popular vote. Baseball writer, the Baseball Writers Association of America, all the all the federated baseball writers get together and they vote. And you've got ten years of eligibility starting after the after you've been retired for at least five years, and you stay on the ballot year on year on year if you receive at least five votes. Now, most other people who got in this year got in on what's called the committees, which are which are assembled from MLB players who are retired, who go through the, the historical eras and go, who deserves to be on? Yeah. A couple of highlights, I think. Uh, Jim Cart. If uh, any New Zealand baseball fans are listening, you'll know the name Jim Cart because Twins legend, but he's come to New Zealand, uh, I think the last five years, he actually was resident in Nelson for a long time. Oh, wow. Uh, and he is probably, I'd say, the most influential baseball ambassador from the States to come to New Zealand and actually really encourage the New Zealand baseball scene. I know a few of the tournaments are named after him and obviously he's, you know, when he was in Nelson he talked a lot of the uh, baseball hot shots here in New Zealand and he's quite, he's quite special, I think, to the New Zealand baseball, uh, again, a very, very small world, but yes. very, very influential there. It's also worth pointing out, um, of course, we're talking about the historical thing and it's a, it's a taboo subject, obviously, but or t- taboo way to say it, the, the Negro Leagues. Um, a couple of players from the Negro Leagues have been finally honoured in the Hall of Fame, which is something that hasn't traditionally been done. Uh, Bud Fowler is the earliest known African-American baseball player. Uh, I believe he started playing around 1878. And Buck O'Neill, who was a Major League Baseball scouting, uh, scouting coach, but first was a Negro Leagues player for about 20 years. And he, in his retirement, um, established the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, or helped to establish it in Kansas City, and really renewed the overall public interest in the idea that African-Americans played baseball too in a time when it was a segregated sport that Jackie Robertson desegregated in 1947. So I think really some quite incredible people making it into the Hall of Fame who missed out by the traditional means, if you will. And I think think it's really exciting that they have these committees to make sure the right people get honoured for their contribution to the sport. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. Um, Right, a couple of things coming up this week. Um, It's it's quarter-final time in the Chatham Cup. And Auckland City is coming down south to play the Dunedin City Royals, that new team, that new amalgamated team. That's going to be huge. Auckland City, of course, is the glamour club of New Zealand football, uh, other than the Phoenix, of course. Um, they made it all the way through to the semi-finals of the World Cup, uh, World Club competition um, oh, we, a few years ago now in Japan. Uh, but that was absolutely crazy and massive, and they were beating uh, incredible teams from yeah. uh, South America and, or oh, where was the other one they won? Kafka, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a huge game this weekend at Logan Park. 
um, on at one o'clock on Saturday, I believe. So everybody, uh, if you're a fo- football fan, even if you're not a fan of the Leading City Royals, be um, exciting time to come down. It'll yeah. be huge. It'll be huge. Um, so that's exciting. Lydia Co finished third in the major this morning as well. Brilliant. Um, so back on form. Uh, sensational season so far this year. So go Lydia. Uh, I think it's up into second on the world rankings now. Uh, hey, well, thanks for coming in, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.